Hello, hello. You are listening to Why the World Needs You podcast, hosted by me, Benjamin Fritz. This podcast has been created to empower you to become the person you've always wanted to be. The journey is difficult and the challenges are many, but the rewards of being true to yourself are immeasurable. The objective of this show is to give you a safe, supportive space to learn, gain inspiration, and witness the true power and freedom that comes with becoming the person that you are meant to be. Why the World Needs You is a community of purpose-driven individuals who are passionate, gifted, and have a zest for life. They deeply desire to share their unique voice and gifts in order to make the world a better place for themselves and future generations. They are pulled to a different way of living and a higher purpose, while remaining grounded in their desire to engage and contribute in practical ways. My goal is for you to walk away from each episode with confidence and conviction, sharing your authentic self with the world, as well as a deepening understanding of your potential to impact the world in a way that makes sense to you. I'm honored to have this privilege. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your day and your journey. Hello. What's going on? I'm uh, doing my solo pod here. I've got the video rolling on the side because I want to use that. Um, And I'm really excited to do this today, not only because it's a big part of me, and so sharing this is really meaningful, and I hope that um, you at least get something for it, for it, from it, um, or it's something that you can relate to personally and will help you on your journey. Um, But man, I've just been in a crazy-ass creative zone recently. And, like, just all around for the past couple weeks, I'd say. But this morning, like, I just spent hours just writing and contemplating and reflecting and thinking big. And it is so amazing to be in this space. So I just wanted to share that first and foremost because I've specifically recently started to create some space around this. You know, we've got the whole COVID thing going on, so there's a little bit more space now than there usually is because we just don't have this, like, large, um, just kind of this greater level of noise. But also, I'm in a path, I'm on (laughs) a point, oh god, I can't speak, I can write apparently today, but I can't speak. I'm at a point on my path where all of this shit is just coming to the surface for like it's just a perfect storm of everything happening beautifully for me i just feel so connected to my mission so connected to who i am so connected to the people that i'm talking to to you and then to carve out this extra space and time for pure creation I mean, it's truly been magical. I, I, It's a hard thing to put into words, and if you've ever felt this, you probably, I mean, or you totally understand and you get it, um, but it's the closest thing to ecstasy, and I don't know, it's like very, it's been a very spiritual experience for me, so I'm not going to like get into all that now, but I wanted to share that with you first and foremost, just because it's been incredible, and so if you're somebody that craves that and knows that that's something that you need in your life, 
I cannot stress the importance of making that happen. Somehow, some way, you need to make that happen because the magic is there. The, the best parts of you are there. The things that you have to share with us, with the world, are in that space. And that's pure fucking magic. And that actually um, transitions kind of nicely into what I'm talking about today because it's talking, or I'm talking about being you and the magic of realizing that and realizing what it is that you have to share and how. And so for me, we're going to talk a little bit about me now. Um, Today is slightly less teachy, coachy, um, you know, not nearly as tactic based as normal, but I want to share this because A, I think it's interesting, but I know that it's also powerful for anybody that feels this way as well, that can relate. But also, if you zoom out from the the topic at hand, which is me talking about how my experience as a highly sensitive, empathic male, just being, like, whatever it is that you are, whatever it is, the thing that you've always felt makes you different, the thing that makes you feel kind of isolated or misunderstood, that is actually the most beautiful part of you. That is the most you part of you. That is where the gold is. That is where the magic's at. So I want to share this today just so you can really have a a perspective of what that looks like. And yeah, hopefully it resonates. And if not, totally fine. Um, So I've always been a sensitive, empathetic being. Always. And it's my belief that while nurture may have some sort of effect on driving this or cultivating this, that these things are truly in my nature. It's a deep part of who I am. It's literally woven into the fibers of my being. The way that I think of it is that I am sensitivity and empathy embodied. Like, I am the physical manifestation of those qualities. So I say it that way to really let you know, like, just how big of a part of me that it is. Um, So you could, I mean, we could talk about why I'm this way, right? We could try to figure out, um, you know, if I got it from my parents and their DNA or their traits, what they passed down. Uh, you could talk about my mom when she was pregnant with me, what she ate, what she drank. She drank beer. <laughs> she, she drank beer because it was one of those dog day hot summers. And uh, yeah, so I don't blame you, mom. I probably would have too. Um, or even, you know, go as far as to talk about her, like, birth experience, um, the environment that she was in, the, the, the stress nature of it, whether that was a lot or a little, um, the drugs that she chose to take or not take, all those things could potentially be a part of this, right? Could have contributed to this and who I am, but... All that stuff doesn't really matter. <laughs> it might be interesting to to talk about and to theorize and to to try to intellectualize. Might be interesting for sure, but right now, for the purpose of this conversation, it just doesn't matter. What matters is that this is just who I am. So, 
The thing is that although this was and is who I am, I didn't know how to relate to it. I didn't really have a context for it. I just didn't understand. And so I felt different. I've always felt different. In many ways, I'm a very special boy. (laughs) Um, But truly, I've always felt different in a lot of ways, but this was a major one. And I wasn't taught how to relate to this sensitive nature. It wasn't shown to me. It wasn't... um, it wasn't truly modeled how I was supposed to relate to it. My dad has a lot of these tendencies, but just in general, I didn't feel guided in terms of how to use this. And this isn't to put the onus on him or my parents or even my teachers, but there is always that part of me that's going to be there that will, like, will always wonder what if, you know, what if I was given a space to explore that? and some guidance in how to do so. But, again, truly doesn't matter. Um, so naturally, like any time we feel different, uh, I learned to kind of push this down, or at least not make that big of a deal about it. Um, I wasn't kind of focused on it. And I would say that, so this is, like I said, I've always been this way. As a kid, just always sensitive, caring, compassionate, um, communicated well, but sometimes didn't communicate because I was shy and didn't really know how to relate because I felt a little bit left out and different. Um, but then on the flip side, I always fit in because I was kind of this like chameleon that could be anything for anybody, which was a blessing and a curse. Uh, But what I wanted to kind of focus on here was the, my experience as an adolescent, as a male boy, I had a lot of confusion around my sensitivity and my deep empathy and compassion because these weren't things that were, again, put there, put out there to me as really strong, valuable traits for a male. Like most boys, um, I fell in love, excuse me, I had fallen in love with playing sports. It's a huge, huge part of me. Um, Soccer, baseball, or when I was younger, football, oh man, football was my first true love. I just loved football. Um, If you've listened to some of my earlier podcasts, I talk about how Playing football was the time that I felt most alive, and it's really like an amazing feeling that I never really, I haven't felt in many other ways except going back to what I was just talking about at the beginning. uh, Recently with this creative uh, just like flow that I've been in, I feel so, so connected, which is interesting. Um, But to, to stay on topic here, I, I skateboarded religiously throughout junior high, and then in high school, I started a, a hot and steamy relationship with lacrosse. <laughs> uh, absolutely, just completely fell in love with it, and the, the interesting thing is that I loved the physical nature of these sports. I loved it. I loved the physicality. I loved the aggressive just like very masculine nature of these sports. I fucking loved getting hit. I loved hitting people. I loved feeling 
I love feeling, really. I mean, that's what it was. It's like, I was going to say I love feeling pain, but truly, <laughs> that's not entirely true. Um, but I loved feeling. I just felt so alive playing these sports. And so they were such an amazing outlet, and I was I was talented. I was physically equipped to, um, to excel at these sports, and so I simply thrived in these environments. I was just alive, thriving, and... What was interesting is that I felt this way on the field. I felt so connected and like just truly in the moment, truly alive. And then I would go back to the locker room and immediately felt quite the opposite. Being in a locker room of adolescent boys, I'm sure you can imagine the environment. It's everything that you would think it would be just complete, just like completely ludicrous, um, you know, full of shenanigans and goofing off, uh, dirty jokes, talking about messing around with girls, all that shit. And that's normal. (laughs) That's normal, right? Um, But the thing was, it didn't feel good to me. I felt so out of place. I felt so uncomfortable, and I didn't truly understand why. I just, I just knew that, like, I, I felt so not at home, and I just felt uncomfortable. I, I tried engaging at times. Um, I, I mainly sat there quietly with my mouth shut and just observing or like hurrying up and trying to get out of there. Um, but when I did engage, it was simply to try to fit in, to try to be part of the conversation. I was a focal point on the field, so to then, like, fade into nothingness in the locker room was kind of difficult, but all this just felt so, so strange, and it really, it made me confused, because I just didn't get it, like, why wasn't I like all these other guys, why couldn't I engage in these conversations, as ridiculous as they may be, (laughs) Um, but there I was, wishing that I was, um, you know, immediately transported to sitting quietly, reading a book, um, off fishing somewhere, or discussing the meaning of life, or having a nice conversation with a girl instead of worrying about getting in her pants. <laughs> Not that I didn't think about those things. Yes, I was a normal adolescent boy, but at the same time, it wasn't where my focal point was. It wasn't what like felt good to me, was um, just the nature of how that was part of the discussion. So I felt weird. I felt weird because teenage boys were supposed to be doing all these things. They're supposed to be goofing off. They're supposed to be messing around with girls and talking about it and experimenting with drugs and alcohol. And so that was weird. It was weird. It was confusing. I just wasn't sure what to make of it. And as I got older, I began to see my sensitivity play out in other ways as well. Um... Namely, people came to me when they wanted to be comforted or they wanted to be listened to. This included females, and uh, yeah, that's how you get in the friend zone when you're that age, is you let females confide in you, and you talk to them and actually listen to them. So that led to even more confusion because it was like, I'm the nice guy that this girl says she wants, but then at the end of the day, she goes off with the bad guy. So that was its own fucking shit show. Um, in my in my brain, in my emotional body, my pubescent self, um, I hated witnessing people in pain. You know, Jackass. Remember that that show, the movie, 
Well, all of that was, like, the rage when, uh, like, at that age, when I was an adolescent. And so that was the big thing. Everybody was watching it, and uh, I hated it. I hated it because seeing the stuff they were doing and knowing, like, I felt what was happening. I felt their physical bodies when they're fucking up and, like, jumping off shit or, you know, piercing themselves with fish hooks. All these things people thought was funny, you know, watching Steve-O throw up. Oh, God, the fucking wasabi thing. He, like, snorted that and just started, like, puking bile. Like, that stuff wasn't funny to me. I didn't enjoy it, but I, like, suffered through it because other people wanted to watch it, and that's what was, like, normal and funny and entertaining. So I sat there, and I I endured it. Um, Seeing physical pain was just so unnerving to me. Um, To watch witness acts of violence on TV and in the news deeply, deeply disturbing. Um, Just, you know, I can actually feel it in my stomach right now. Like, just would make me feel so nauseous. I just had such a visceral response to it. I just felt it so deeply, and I just didn't understand, like, why? Why Why do I feel it like that when everybody else seems to, yes, be upset by it, but it's not, like, that big of a deal. They can kind of move on with their day, whereas for me, it just sticks with me, and I can't fucking shake it. Um, and then, too, just things like arguing and fighting made me incredibly uncomfortable, and um, like watching people do that at school. Uh, you know, I saw, thank goodness my parents didn't fight. Um, but like seeing other people's parents fight when I was over at their house for a sleepover or like whatever, um, so uncomfortable and just in general, like confrontation of any kind was something that I immediately tried to get away from. (laughs) Um, so what this eventually started to feel like was that I was weak. Not only was I different and I, I felt weird about that, but I was weak I wasn't masculine, I wasn't strong, which I felt this way in many other ways in my life. Like I said, on the on the sports field, um, in the gym, I'd been lifting weights, and I, was, I looked strong and felt physically very strong, and I, I really, really appreciated and enjoyed that. But I just really started to feel like, why, do, like, why doesn't anybody else feel like this? Why do I feel things so deeply and intensely? And so I started to feel like I was broken. Like I, you know, I felt isolated. I felt misunderstood. I was frustrated. And, you know, this didn't send me into some spiral, but this was just kind of like a constant underlying feeling. This was me. It was who I was, but I felt so weird and like unaccepted, like this deep part of me. And I like... I wasn't okay with that. That wasn't, it just felt wrong because I also loved this part of myself. It didn't feel like it at the time because I was frustrated and I didn't like being that way. I didn't like feeling different or not understanding why I was so sensitive when everybody else could just be laughing and joking about somebody getting kicked in the balls and I couldn't. (laughs) I was like, I wasn't thinking it was funny and wanted to be doing something completely different. But there was also this very deep underlying knowledge that I love this part of myself, and I did. And I think, that, and I know that's where a lot of the confusion came from, was knowing that this part of me was something that I truly appreciated 
but I just didn't know how to fully appreciate it and recognize it at that time. So, um, basically, to, to kind of, you know, there's so many things I could talk about along the way, but to, to kind of bring this to a point here, it took intense health issues for me to really accept this gift. Um, so that was mid-2018 when my health kind of crashed and burned, and I couldn't do anything. I, I wasn't working. I started losing all this weight. My So my physical body that I had built up into this strong outer shell that I call it, um, that started to kind of wither away. And I lost just who I was because I wasn't working. I wasn't personal training which was the majority of what I was doing at that time. So I wasn't being able to help people. I wasn't able to share kind of my knowledge and wisdom. And so I just went underwent a, a, a true identity crisis. And what I realized was that I had unknowingly invested most of my identity in my physical body and just all of my knowledge around creating that and being able to help other people do so. This was so critical for me because through an intense period of deep reflection and introspection, um, you're kind of forced to do that when you're stuck on the couch and not able to do anything because you feel too shitty to do anything else. I realized that this thing that I had been running from, this sensitivity, was my greatest gift. Not my physical attributes, not how I looked, not even how smart I was, but these very, very human parts of me were the best parts of me. My compassionate nature, my ability to listen, my genuine care for people, and my large capacity for empathy, these things were all rooted in my sensitive nature. The thing that I've been pushing down was pushing down all the best parts of myself. Yes, I had been using them because they were just part of me. Like we've talked, you know, I've mentioned this whole time. So they were still coming out. There's coming out through my personal training, through the fitness coaching that I was doing, just my day-to-day interactions with people. But, but I wasn't using them to their fullest extent because I wasn't acknowledging them. I wasn't acknowledging them for what they were and how important they were. I wasn't capitalizing on them. I was pushing them down when I should have been doubling down on them. And I want that to sink in because this, like I mentioned at the beginning, whether you are sensitive and empathetic or empathic, and this is who you are and you can relate to this very specific part of my story, what really matters is that there is likely some part of you probably the best part of you that you've been pushing down because it doesn't make sense to you because you feel different for it because you've been misunderstood around it this part of you is you is the most you and that is so beautiful. And so I share this with you today because I want you to see that. I want you to see that as I've embraced this part of myself and I've doubled down on it, 
the things that have happened in my life in that time have been absolutely transformational. The quality of life that it has brought to me, the people that it's brought into my life, and the people that it's helped me let go of, the experiences have been beautiful. Just fucking, there's no other word for it. Just beautiful. And I feel alive. I feel liberated in being able to be myself because, for one, I accept myself and so nothing else matters because I don't need external validation for who I am. But also because by doing this, it allows people that are my people, the people that are are really needing to be in my life, wanting to be in my life, can be now because I'm sharing this. I am now helping people in the way that I need to be helping people. I'm now sharing the things that I need to be sharing. I am now contributing to the world in the way that I need to be contributing. Doesn't mean that the rest, you know, the, my my history up until this point is moot or didn't matter or wasn't worthwhile. No, not at all. Um, I, you know, I'm not resentful. I'm not regretful. But we must grow. And by doing that, by really looking at these things and embracing it, acknowledging it, embracing it, and doubling down on it, doubling down on yourself. That is what's going to bring magic into your life. Call that as cheesy as you want. I know it sounds that way. It is going to be everything you ever wanted, but you need to be able to bring that to light first. You need to be able to do the work to figure out why. So that all said, I've got journal prompts below. Whether you are highly sensitive or not, these journal prompts are for you because they're specifically to help you become more of you, to embrace your gifts, to embrace the things that you've been pushing down. Use those journal prompts. Um, sorry, they're not below. They're on the blog. The link to the blog where these journal prompts are is below. And then also, I know I said this last week, I didn't haven't gotten to it just yet, but I'm also going to start um, putting these in a really pretty um, like journal prompt format to put in my email, my weekly email that I'm going to be doing. And I'm just starting up either this week or next week. Um, basically, it's just like a really nice printout that you can use to just like jump right in and journal on these things instead of having to find your own pen and paper. Well, I guess you'll still have to find your own pen, but you won't have to find your own paper. I'm going to put it in a nice little layout for you. So if you want that, um, join my email list, join the weekly newsletter, because that's going to be going out as part of that. So I hope you enjoy this. Um, please let me know what you think. Connect with me on Facebook. Head into the Facebook group. The link for that is also down below. I really, really want to connect with you guys in there. I love, love, love making these connections. That's what this is all about for me. That's what life is about, is making these deep soul connections, connecting with people that get you and want to see you flourish. Don't settle for anything fucking less than that. Please, come to us. Let us know what you need. 
you know, come to me, come to the group, talk to us, engage with us, make us your friends. Shit. We all want to be in this together, so let's be. Check out the journal prompts. Let me know what you think. I'm always up for feedback. And uh, other than that, thanks for hanging out. I appreciate you and, uh, yeah, sharing this space with me. I hope you have an incredible day. Love, Benjamin. Hey, yo. Thanks so much for listening. I truly hope you enjoyed today's episode. Just a reminder that all the relevant links can be found in the show notes below, as well as that of our free Facebook community, where all the cool kids are at, just being ourselves, sharing our gifts, and supporting the hell out of one another. So come on in, introduce yourself, and join the party. See you in there.